I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we are back with part two of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtains co-editor Dave Schofield with his big brother Rich still sitting there. Still sporting the same jersey as me. How are you, Rich? Doing great. Um, I, I got to hop back to something somebody else asked earlier. And how much coffee did you drink today on your trip? I didn't. That was the problem. I'm missing my coffee. Uh, must, must, must have been then the fact that you got the day off because you're going like 800 miles an hour today. No, well, honestly, I've I've had more sugar today than I've probably had in the last three weeks combined. <laughs> Because okay. of just being out and, and everything else. So, um, yeah, that might be it. Um, honestly, I just, I'm just, I feel humid. It, it's humid and it's kind of driving me nuts right now. So, yeah, it's, we had rain through just before dark mm-hmm. here. It is kind of sticky. Yeah. So, for those of you that if you if you didn't catch part one, I'm still not as wired as you. I'm still not as wired as you are. So well, that's true. That's you're probably, you know, I'm, I'm as soon as this show's done, I think I'm done. I think I'm going to crash. But if you didn't catch part one, make sure you are going to behindthestoolcurtain.com, looking for our Survivor League contest for the signed Marquis Pouncey football. That's why we're both wearing our Pouncey jerseys, and get involved in that. Get signed up. It's free. There's, you know. It, it cost you nothing but a good time. Um, who was that? Was that poison? I can't remember. Um, so, yes, um, yes. Where's Brian it, it Anthony was. Davis when we need him? So, make sure you're getting there. But what we've been talking about is how ready are the Steelers for the season? They've taken off three of the last four days. They're not going to use all their padded practices. There was something else that wasn't really officially announced. But yet, last night, I caught something from two different Steelers players that I'm like, hmm, are things going to be different starting tomorrow? And it was Steven Nelson and Cam Hayward. Both of them made comments on their social media about finishing up their however many training camps. Steven Nelson, it was... Thank you, Greg. That said, yeah, that was poison. I thought I was right. Um, Steven Nelson, I think he said it was his sixth training camp, I'm pretty sure. And with Cam Hayward, it was his 10th. But they said they were finished up. So was yesterday the Steelers' official end of training, training camp? We don't know, do we? <laughs> what do you think, Rich? I don't know. I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> tell me tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. After we, after we see what they do. Yeah. Cause they might be back at the uh, UPMC Rumi sports complex on the South side where they typically hold practices. Um, the only time they've been there so far in training camp was when they moved there due to, um, to get inside because the inclement weather. Um, so we'll see. I don't know if they'll stay at Heinz field or what made, what makes them the fact that those guys said the training camp is over really makes it seem like they're 
they're going into the three straight practices like a week prep this week. That makes me – I'm trying to remember how the Steelers used to work this once they broke camp because they always broke camp for their – for week to a preseason always seems – if I recall correctly, does that – I'm pretty sure that's what they did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're correct. So, and that's when, because for week three, they always try to run like a simulated game week for that one because they had a regular weekend game. And then it was just kind of, hey, let's throw together whatever we can for that short turnaround Thursday night final preseason game for other guys to get along. Are you guys that we're going to cut in in the next two days? Go out there on the field and have fun. Yeah, last chance to impress us, and if you can't impress us, maybe you'll impress somebody else. Yeah, that's really what it was. So the the Steelers will have the next time the next time we talk, the Steelers will have at least eleven players that are on the roster now that are no longer with the team, at least because right now they have eighty, right, and they can keep fifty three on the on the roster and sixteen on the practice squad. They do not have to be the guys that are in camp. It'll be interesting to see if they're looking at anything on the waiver wire um, whenever cutdowns happen on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see if any of the guys they had lined up for the practice squad get snagged and claimed off of waivers or, 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 or something like that. Or it could be that 69 players that are in camp right now all, all make up everybody that's on the Steelers um, when they start their preparation next week. So um what do you think of that? What do you, with this kind of off season, do you think that's think the odds of that are pretty good? Or how many of those out of those fifty three and sixteen um, do you think will be from players that are in training camp right now? Well, I can tell you right now that the fifty three will be okay, more than likely. Um, I don't see us running out and trying to snag up somebody somewhere else to go to our fifty three. Well, obviously, the first fifty three would have to be. If they claim right. someone off waivers the next day, they have to make a move and cut somebody else. Right. So, um, so that I can tell you. Now, the practice well, squad, yeah. honestly, okay, uh, you know what? I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many of those 16 or however many they are have to come from, from who's camp. My guess is probably, um, probably, I would guess at least 14 do. Okay. I could see that. I could see that maybe sign and see if they can get a guy or two from somewhere else. I still say, I think it would be interesting to see if there was somebody that like they had in camp last year. I can't remember his name. Man, I'm upset that I can never remember his name. I looked it up last week after the show and now I still can't remember what it was, who was capable of both place kicking and punting that they had in camp last year, that if they could get a player like that on their practice squad with everything going on with COVID, that would be a pretty smart move. But yeah. there's probably 32 teams out there looking for one person to fill that um, um, to, to fill that spot as well. So, But I, I think you're right. I think it's mostly going to be made up of guys on, off from the Steelers. So we'll know all these answers next time we're together for a show. So... Uh, anything else you want to discuss here before we turn it over to the live chat and let them bring up stuff? No, I, I'm happy we've talked enough, but I, I mean, I don't want to 
seem like we were scraping the bottom of the barrel for stuff here, but it's like we're here at the end of this training camp time. Yeah. We kind of wanted to cover that, but honestly, we've beat it enough. Yeah. Let's see what folks want to talk about. Yeah. Give them the question. Give them the questions. Give them, give them the questions. Okay. Um, I'll ask this question before it comes up. I know it will because I mentioned kicking. Any chance there's a different punter other than Jordan Berry this year? I doubt it. Yeah. So I'm surprised they kept two punters this I, long. I, I, yeah. But, you know, Jordan Berry makes the squad. We'll know that, you know, he and Dan McCullers must be roommates and, you know, have the dirt on somebody. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they say this is Dan McCullers. You know, it's funny. It's his best camp because he hasn't had a chance to get out there in the preseason and show what he doesn't do. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, uh, so we'll see. Um, um, <laughs> Porter wants to know uh, the best movies involve, involving the Steelers. Um, Heaven Can Wait, The Dark Knight Rises, and Black Sunday. I've <laughs> I'm not overly familiar with any of them other than The Dark Knight Rises. Um, movies involving the Steelers. Technically, you could say The Water Boy. Bill Cowher. Cowher Power. He was there. He was there recruiting Water Boy. Or, no, or, or not recruiting, scouting him for the draft. Um, let's see. You've got The Longest Yard with, you know, being a Steelers quarterback, things like that. So, um, I couldn't tell you. Let's Let's get into some um get some other stuff um <laughs> we're talking about greg brings up with uh Dan McCullers <laughs> says he's got those pes- those pesky naked pics floating around again because in case you don't know what he's talking about uh one jefferson hartman is fairly certain that's why Dan McCullers has been around he's got he's got dirt on somebody um oh i think we both clicked on the same one at the same time okay Thaddeus, great question you think Steers will travel and play same day for the Giants game? They could. They could. I don't know that if they'll want to. Because I'll that's, not something they, that's not something they usually do. And the last thing I want going into week one with my quarterback, my veteran quarterback coming off the injury, is to put him in something that seems weird. Yeah. So if they do it, it's because I would guess it's because Ben's okay with it. If Ben's not okay with it, I wouldn't do it. You want to know the truth? I would still, if you don't travel to New York, I would do the team hotel in Pittsburgh that they use and still do your run-throughs and stuff the night before like you normally would night before a game, but then not actually fly out and be in, I'll say New York, it's really New Jersey, and be in New Jersey uh, and have to stay overnight there. Uh, I could see them doing something like that. If, I mean, right now, the more important thing is staying COVID safe and not having that mess up anything uh, with the game. So if they do make the change, that's going to be why. That is a great question, and that's something that we'll just have to see what they do. That's what we'll be talking about next week. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll, we we might not even know that answer next week yet either. Uh, Mark had a question of, if our punt game is very bad, would you resort to going for it on fourth down? Depends on the situation. Yep. Wouldn't you say? Yep. You yep. know? Depends on situation, time in the game, um, score, um, field position. 
there, there yeah there it's be some kind bonk. of like if you have a struggling place kicker and you're and it's a 47 yarder you and it's fourth and two you might go for it on fourth down instead yeah you might you know so. look i mean if you have a punter that's struggling i mean you you're not going to go for it on fourth and 13 on your own 22 you're just not um you, you can't afford to um, even if you only get a, a, a 27 yard punt, I will tell you this, I'll go a personal story, you know, coaching high school football. And when I was coaching the freshmen, we struggled at times covering kickoffs that it was like, every time we, 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 we kick off, they'd either run it back for a touchdown or run it back to at least mid midfield or beyond. So we started onside kicking every time. Because for a couple of reasons, one, you got a chance to keep the ball, and two, what do you do with an onside kick? Most of the time, dive on the ball and not and not return it. So we're like, if we're going to give up a return that far anyway, you might as well just go for an onside kick. That's how you adapt when you're struggling with part of your game, um, which is you know a bigger question than that. If you could recall, um, when your long snapper goes down. You're a little bit more likely to go for it fourth down because you don't even know, you know, the odds of the ball get, getting to your punter. So there are a lot of factors with that. You know, if your holder goes down, you might be a lot less likely to go for a field goal if it's a long one. So uh, good stuff there. Uh, do you have a question you found yet that you want to bring up? Uh, no, I did not. So okay, just I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking. So I know we have plenty in here. Um, I think this was the next one. Ooh, I see a good one. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Donald, who is the interim coach behind Toblin? Heaven forbid we lose our head coach, but who would be next up? Meaning, what if it's the coach that can't be around because of COVID? That's a great question. I think that's a fantastic question. What do you think, bro? <sighs> I know my answer. Uh, okay, let me hear yours. My answer. I was trying to figure out if I wanted to go with the, you know. Is assistant head coach, John Mitchell. who The former defensive line coach, who was basically the assistant coach over all of everything. Because what you allow, when you do that, is you allow your offensive coordinator to still be your offensive coordinator. You allow your defensive coordinator to still be your defensive coordinator. And you don't have to shake everything up nearly as much. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot about him because yeah, people I was, do forget I, about him. I was actually going to say you you maybe go you either go thinking. with with Feetner or Matt Canada because mm -hmm. whichever one goes and be the head coach, the other one can take care of what of coordinator so, or yeah. Butler or Austin. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking so that, maybe that Coach Austin. That's the other route you could go. Yeah. So 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 there are some things there, but. I hadn't thought about that before. That's a great question. No, I hadn't really either. And what if yeah, your coach goes down due to COVID? Yeah. Good, Donald, good thinking. Good thinking. I like that. So uh, I'm going to stick with my answer of Coach Mitchell because I think that yeah, would keep everything that would make, most. That would be the least amount of shakeup. Yeah. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. do, you have, do you have one or are you ready for me? Um, <laughs> go ahead. Mule. Wants to know where's Connor been lately? He's been with the rest of the Steelers. 
on off days. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they've only practiced once in the last four days. Um, I mean, you hear about them some out there. I know you. What's crazy is the Steelers have had one practice since Friday night when they actually showed you. Did you watch Friday night show? No. They actually showed you stuff. They did. Okay. They actually showed plays. They would not show the entire field of the play. They focused in on certain things like Ben Roethlisberger or or Mason Rudolph and, and things like that. They weren't showing you the whole formations and their whole personnel grouping, but you actually got to see some plays going on, which was really nice. Um, what you what what you thought you might have seen the whole time, but I mean, where's Connor man? He's been around with with stuff. It's just they how, come on. He's like a lot of other guys in camp right now. Mum's the word. Mum's the word for so many guys yeah. right now. Yeah, and it, it, he's been one of them. They're just yeah. not not saying a lot. So yep. So. All right, so Andrew Wilbar asked, should I buy the Claypool hype, pick him up in my fantasy leagues? Um, and I like the answer someone uh, James came with just down below there a little bit. Said, yeah, pick, if you want to pick him up late, like last when, round. When I'm, I'm drafting my fantasy teams. What are you talking about last round? The last two rounds are for defense and kicker. Um, <laughs> That's true. The, but as you get later in there, like – He's a guy I'd be like, okay, do I want to take a guy, take a gamble on, see what he does? I can always, you know, if I have to later due to injuries or anything like that, could cut him and pick up somebody else, you know. Um, or he really comes out, starts to produce, and then I know I want to keep him on my team. And then when somebody gets down, I just plug him in. Yeah. You know, that, that's where I go with it. Don't, don't, move, don't move up and take him higher in your draft than you think. Yeah, because I, I he it's a lot of gamble there. So, I mean, I wouldn't do him plan on starting him, but if you got someone you want to stash on the bench just to see if you're drafted a bunch of guys that are iffy with injuries and stuff like that, you're going to maybe need to plug in some of these other guys. But it all depends on how your draft shapes up. And to me, the only live draft I do anymore is an auction draft, and I don't do defensive kickers my last two picks because all I ever bring up to bid on our defensive kickers until I don't have any because I want to see people overpay for them um, until finally I bring a defense up for a dollar and then no one bids and then that's my defense. Um, so that's just what I do. Um, I do want to say that Russ gave my answer. He said, well, with who would take over John Mitchell, he's the assistant head coach. So when it comes to the Claypool hype, it's funny because it goes right back to the Connor question before how much is hype over things that, that aren't immediately in the Steelers' plans and silence about things that are. You know, the Steelers, I mean, even look at Juju. Juju didn't do anything his first couple weeks. I mean, they just don't – rookie wide receivers, other than Lewis Lips, don't come out week one and explode. So he, if he does, I love it. That would be great. But I'm not expecting it. I'm expecting it to be part of the part of the smokescreen, in my opinion. You know, get people talking about Claypool. That way, they're not talking about Deontay Johnson. They're not talking about James Conner. They're not talking about other people like that. So, that's just me. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, I want to bring this up because we were talking about the punters yeah. earlier. There you go. Ben punts if we need him. Ben, yeah. <laughs> ben, ben has some decent punts. You know, yes, but they're usually, they're, they're usually not with somebody back. Um, it's they just what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to bring up this one. I might have skipped it something. You let me know if I do. Uh, from, from Nathaniel Zarate. Um, who do the Steelers go to if Connor goes down? McFarland or Snell? It's funny. I, I can't, like, I've heard Tunchil can talk about McFarland a bunch on the Steelers, you know, when I'm trying not to listen as much to what's going on with the Steelers practice stuff and see what's happening, there's still stuff going on and that he thinks he's going to be the number two guy. I, I mean, what's crazy is there was the story of Ben Roethlisberger talking about a rookie running back. I mean, what'd you do? Forget his name. He's the only rookie running back they have. Um, when McFarland said, all right, that was my welcome to the pros. He's like in college, I could outrun those guys to the edge. He's like, and Ben's like, nope, cannot run him here. So, you know, Benny Snell, they say, is much quicker, and he's a different style of runner. Um, I'm not, I'm not putting anything on any rookies. Um, I'm not either. Until I actually Snell. see it. Well, yeah. So that's that. For, yeah, that, that, that yeah, same, same here. To me, that's a quick, easy answer. Mm-hmm. It's Snell. Yeah. So, so, but that's me. Um, I just jumped ahead. So, if you uh, have something, uh, let uh, me know. Uh, yeah. That would be, you'd see a definite increase in carries for McFarland. Yeah, I think so too. But it would still be the Benny mm-hmm. Snell show. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> looking through, looking through, looking for a question. Sorry. Uh, t- sometimes I look while we're talking, and I'm a little slow on the ball yeah. here tonight. Same here. I'm I'm looking at answers, <laughs> not at not yeah, at questions. Uh, yeah. With Cam Canada's injuries recently, do you see Liam McCullough getting stashed on the practice squad? Um, I'll be honest with you. With with Cam, this <laughs> the next three days is going to tell everything. Yeah. If with you Cam don't, Canada, Cam Canada may not be on the fifty-three. It may be McCullough. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised how much money they gave him for a long snapper this year. I don't know that they'd save much. I'd have to look that up, but. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that you bring in a long snapper to make sure you have him in practice, but you, you either got to have him on the pra- – I mean, even if candidate can't go, you could put him on that practice squad if you're worried about him early in the season because he could be one of those players elevated for the first week. You're like, oh, you know, 
non-COVID related. Oh, we need, we can go up to 55 on game day. We can promote someone from the practice squad. Boom. We got to bring up a long snapper. That very well could be. That's a great, that's another man. Donald's bringing the questions tonight. Yeah, he is. He's, yeah. he's, he's been thinking about some of the same kind of just mm-hmm. weird things that we think of yeah. sometimes. You know, it's just, but he's hitting the ones I haven't thought of, which is kind of cool. Okay. So um, here's one from Tyler. That wants to know uh, thoughts on Ebron for fantasy. Yeah, um, Ebron's a guy. If if I'm in and doing a live draft, I figure he's not going to be one of those top echelon guys. So I probably wait and grab some other players, knowing I could probably get him a little further down the tight end line and and that might actually really pay off because i see him having the opportunity having an opportunity to put up some really decent numbers this year if you're like me and the only thing that you do fantasy wise is auction or if you do daily fantasy it all depends on value i would not ebron could be an an interesting cheap value for your season i would never pay for him if you know what i mean um but the last thing that i would do is is coming, you know, kind of like last year. I was trying to tell people Connor and Juju, I were I wasn't ready to spend a high draft pick on them in a regular draft. Um, I wasn't ready to spend a bunch of money on them and and what they were going for. Um I just I just wasn't sure because we were we had this debate last year. Who would you take first, Connor or Juju? Um, and me, I'm bringing it more from a from a spending money perspective. So um, one thing I wanted to bring up here. Um, but I would say Ebron, if you're not if if you're not looking for a top five tight end, but think you could find value lower down that could end up playing as a top five yes. tight end, Ebron Ebron's a great gamble in that in that aspect. If you exactly. have to pay top five money for him, I wouldn't. Um, Portno wants to know uh, having a podcast with someone from the competition each week, um, and they bring up that there is a there's a sco show from. From what from Big Blue View, who from the Giants? Um, yeah, there's actually another. I think there's a Schofield that writes for the Giants, um, not related that I know of, but hopefully not. Um, which is interesting because that's the area of the country where our name comes from, uh, the Northeast. But to answer that question, that's not this show. This week, you will have your last episode of Back in Black with Michael and Jeffrey, because next week with Michael and Jeffrey, you are getting into what their in-season show is, Know Your Enemy. So they will be breaking down the team that the Steelers are facing that week, which could include other people from SB Nation if they agree to it. You know, some, it all, it all depends on, you know, some of the sites are, are bigger sites like ours. Some of them are not. So the first week with the Giants, that's a pretty decent site with a pretty good following and a pretty good staff that uh, they might be reliable to come on. So we're already working on that. But that's that's kind of how these shows go down. I'm going to kind of break down our shows here a little bit now. This leads into it pretty good, is that um, the Scobro show will be staying here. It's kind of it's going to take what kind of what the old stack geek did before, but we're not going to have to necessarily focus on numbers. We're going to do the first part of the show focused on the week before. The second half of the show, focus of the week coming up. This Tuesday is transition day when you really comes to it. 
um, in the NFL when you were moved on from the week before? Because Monday they come in to watch the tape. For us, Monday you come in, you've got your the Steelers Q and A will transition to the Steelers Hangover. That will be back uh, in season on Mondays or the day after a game, which we'll have to figure out our our schedule for the uh, for the week following week one. And then you have so then we'll have us on Tuesday. Know your enemy on Wednesday. Steelers preview on Thursday. So we'll be previewing the game. Um, then, um, not exactly sure what's going on, how there might be a change to the live mic, um, just in, just with, with a thing or two that we haven't, we're not exactly sure about when it gets into the season. Um, I don't want to say anything because I'm not exactly sure, but we still should be rolling into Steelers brunch with Tony on Saturdays and then Sundays, rather than tales from 2 AM, that's actually going to be a Steelers pregame show with Brian Anthony Davis. And then of course we will always bring you after every Steelers game, your Steelers post game show, you know, hopefully, you know, four thirties on Sunday will be the biggest one because of all the one o'clock games, but it'll be after uh, the Steelers game each week. And that's going to be the run rundown of podcasts when we get into the week. So Rich, I think unless you have one other really good question you want to bring up, um, I think, uh- I was sliding through there. I think I was okay with what we had yeah, there because I was seeing great responses to questions. Yeah, that, that yeah. I know, and then I get caught up reading responses. Like, oh, that was a good response. Yeah, that was a great response. I should have done that answer. Okay, uh, and, and all that stuff. Okay, so may, we want to remind you: contest. Don't forget about the survivor contest. Go to behindthesteelcurtain.com. That top article. Get in it. It's fun. We'll talk about it. Oh, I'm getting there. I was going to do that one because that's part of the audio platform, which I was going to lead into as well. Okay. Uh, Make sure you're checking that out. And you're coming to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Make sure you are catching our audio-only podcasts that that we're bringing now six days a week um, with the morning shows and another several days a week um, with one in the evening. That's a very short show. Jeff has been doing them as your training camp recap, you know, your practice recap, what he's going to consider doing that, that looks like it's shaping up is that he's going to be doing an injury report podcast in the, in the evening, just real short audio only find out what's going on at their injuries and what statuses are after, after practice each day. But, our, our morning podcast, you've got Let's Ride right now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And you've got uh, Steelers Retro Show on Tuesday, My Stat Geek on Thursday, and our newest audio podcast. If you did not catch it last week, you got to go back and do this. Steelers Touchdown Under. That's Saturday morning. That is from Marky D and Maddie P. Uh, Mark Davison and Ma- – I can't say Matt's last name. I'm going to butcher it. Pe- Peveril, I'm, I hope I got that right. Um, who is also known as uh, Aussie Steelers 91, who does articles for the website. Those guys, great audio podcast that we debuted this past week. Um, they they sent Brian the audio. I said, Brian, let me hear it. I started listening to it. I said, Jeff, we got to get this on this week. Don't wait till next week. We want this on this week. So we wanted one the next week. To promote their show, they came on to Tales from 2 a.m. from across the world. So it was it was closer to 2 a.m. for them. Um, that it was for Brian when they were coming on because it was it was at night yeah. he was doing that in the morning, um, and had did a great show with him that was on YouTube, which is also obviously in our audio format. So we're 
There is no lack of content coming to you from behind the steel curtain, whether it be the written word on the website, whether it be the live shows or the replays of these on video on YouTube or the audio shows, which all the YouTube shows are on audio along with our other audio only shows. So there's no reason for you to not be up to date with everything with the Steelers. Thanks to behind the steel curtain, rich, anything else for the good of the order? No, we're just counting it down, and I'm starting to get excited. Oh, let's yeah. have football! Yes, I miss the preseason. I love Steelers preseason because I know all these guys that are fighting to make the roster because it's kind of my job to know them. Uh, don't care about other NFL preseason games, and but it really starts to get me hyped and ready for the season. Like that week one is going to sneak up on me and it's just going to be like, Oh wow, this is real football already. You know, uh, there's no easing into it with the preseason this yeah. year. We're going right, right to it. So hope, hoping the Steelers are ready. We hit the ground running and throwing and yeah. Yep. So the point. I, how ready are they? I think they're ready. I think they're ready to get the train rolling. That's what they're ready. They are ready to get into their regular week prep and to get things more regulated and normal. And that's just get, like you said, get this train rolling. So um, from behind the steel curtain, this is co-editor Dave Schofield, as always, with his big brother, Rich. Rich, anything you want to say to send us out? Strategery. Remember that for your your for your survivor picks strategery get in there with your survivor make your strategy i can't even say your strategery picks and um (laughs) make sure you're you're uh hit that like button hit that subscribe and thank you all very much we'll see you next time